Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Universal Talks with Harmony and Chaos. And as promised, we are going to be delving into the more mysterious, dramatic, horrific, true phenomenon for the next about six episodes. We'll see about maybe six episodes. We're going to talk about topics that my co-host and I are just really fucking passionate about. Just straight up, 100, keeping it 100%. Like, I sit on my butt in this work job space thing and we speak about things like this. And we're going to start by telling you an immersive, not completely factual, guesstimation story of a case that happened in 2002. Now my lovely co-host, you could just jump on in here and make the audience aware of your presence for once, (laughs) of course. And then two, Let's delve into the case. I'm your host, Absolute Chaos, always joined by... Hey folks, it is I, Novian Matter, coming to you today on this new episode of Universal Talks with Harmony and Chaos. And I'm not going to lie, I'm really kind of excited right now because this is going to be a new type of episode that we're doing and we kind of want to incorporate more into the show. Uh, It's not going to be the whole main focus of our show, but it is something that we kind of want to do more. It is something that we're really interested in. Uh, Both Chaos and I are like kind of like true crime fanatics. We love learning about serial killers, unsolved mysteries, and that's exactly what we're coming to you with today. So if any of our folks are listening are from Texas, um, South Texas to be specific, Um, the Rio Grande Valley, like we are from. This is about a unsolved homicide that took place in McAllen, Texas. No, I am so wrong. Sorry, folks. It took place in Edinburgh, Texas. You see, I'm so excited. I don't even know what freaking words are coming out of my mouth. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so this one was kind of some easy research that was done. Um, so Chaos uh, basically sent me some pictures of screenshots of unsolved cases for like the DPS website in Texas. And we saw some, or she saw some that were from, well, where we're from, which is McAllen, Edinburgh area. And it intrigued us because we found out some pretty crazy stuff about McAllen, Texas. And uh, we're going to get into that in another episode. But for now, that unsolved homicide. Who, folks. It's, uh, it's kind of a sad one. It's kind of tragic. It's, uh, I mean, it's a mystery. And so she sent me the screenshot. And basically, there's not much to be found about one of these victims both victims are not, there's not much to be found about it's obvious that this was a crime that wasn't really talked about much in the news 
it didn't even really get like a good like spot in the monitor um i went to the library and tried to look up the stuff i did basic google research looking up both of the victims names that were given and uh yeah um uh, i guess the one thing to take with this is that there was two victims actually there was three but the two that we know about one's name was michael jason buckaloo or buckaloo i'm not sure how to pronounce his name uh it seems like this man was very well liked um he went to a school in alabama for the deaf uh both victims were deaf and mute and um he looked like he had a lot of friends he was very well liked he must have been an outgoing sporty dude uh blonde hair i believe blue eyes um and just looked like a lot of people in his obituary in the comments were very sad and heartfelt emotions were being felt because of his passing and uh th i think the odd thing for me the thing that's kind of like what is so mysterious about this death that could be passed off as i don't know a robbery gone wrong there was much you know details about the mur the, the homicide itself you know but um one of the victims her name was Anadelia benavides which was michael jason's partner who was also mute and deaf uh there's not a lot of info on her you know and i couldn't find an obituary i didn't see many comments about her other than some folks who hung out with michael and her together were like you guys were a nice couple uh so sad to hear your passing but um at least from what i could find miss anadelia is a bit of a mystery and it kind of makes you wonder were these folks targeted why did these two seemingly innocent folks meet this horrible end let me tell you a little bit about it so check this out chaos and folks on sunday august 25th 2002 number one song was from nelly called dilemma some of you probably don't know what the heck that is let me tell you it's that song that goes no matter what i do oh all i think about is you oh you know <laughs> that wonderful like meme-tastic song and if that one wasn't playing on the radio it's the other one going it's getting hot in here <laughs> what a time for music man what a time for music anyway it's 2002 and picture this you wake up saturday morning on the 24th do your business in the bathroom you're brushing your teeth maybe taking a shower getting ready for the day you head out to your kitchen um, your partner is also up now and they're 
getting ready for the day as well. Thankfully, it's Saturday. You don't have to go to work. You can kind of just relax and you're thinking like, "Ah, what do I have to do today? Maybe some grocery shopping, basic chores around the house. Maybe I should wait till tomorrow on Sunday. I don't know. Maybe I just want to kick back, relax on Sunday, pick my feet up before going back to work on Monday. Either way, you head out, start making breakfast, start roasting that coffee, smell it, love coffee, drinking some right now as I tell this story. And basically, you and your partner and your roommate come downstairs, everyone's eating, having a good time, your roommate made themselves a bowl of cereal, catching up, oh, what are are y'all going to do today? And then Adelia goes, well, me and Michael probably going to go out and get a bit of groceries for lunch and dinner, something for tomorrow. Uh, figure out what we need around the house so we're good for the rest of the week and yeah oh but of course this is all being said in sign language they are deaf and mute roommate has no problem speaking to them in sign language roommate kind of helps you know take care of stuff um, on the count of their disability I don't really want to call it a disability but I know that that's what it's labeled as so yeah so, Michael and Anadelia head out after breakfast. They stop at the local Walmart, get some groceries, just kind of enjoying each other's time, you know? Picture as you would yourself when you're with your significant other, and I don't know, you're just it's any other day and you're going out, and you have moments where sometimes you look at your partner and you're like, gosh, I love you. and you have meaningful looks towards each other and yeah you know and uh, Michael and Anadelia they just moved down to Edinburgh from Houston and you know not much was really said about why they moved just that they'd recently moved so they're getting accustomed to the valley again I believe maybe Anadelia was already from the valley So maybe she could have been showing Michael around, you know? Picture yourself if you were trying to show your partner, like, your hometown or something, and you want them to get the full experience, you're like, hey, let me take you to the Michoacana, you know? Everyone from the valley should know what the Michoacana is, or maybe Aguilar's, you know, get some carne, some meat, and maybe have a barbecue that day. I mean, it's the weekend. And Michael... He was into sports, so if there's a game on, what better reason to put some meat on the barbecue, you know? And, um, they're just going about the day and enjoying each other's company and get home. They've got everything they need, and Michael goes and starts up the grill, puts the meat on, and Adelia's whipping up the other food over here in the kitchen. Roommate gets home from work and says, oh man, that smells good. We can have some barbecue, am I invited? And Adelia says, of course, always. They're all pretty good friends. And uh, roommate says, all right, well, I'm going to go get changed and then I'll be out and help you in a bit, set up. 
and uh, Menedalia, you know, signs, all right, and continues on with whipping up the food. Meanwhile, radio's playing, got Avril Lavigne going, why have to make things so complicated? Nah, 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 you know, that song that, like, almost everyone vibed to and cried a river for that one person. <laughs> I don't know, in 2002, I was in second grade, personally, so I'm kind of piecing it together <laughs> with my memories in 2002, and, yeah, so, but, I mean, to each their own of what they were doing. Anyway, the garden is ready everything's good they've got some freaking soda coca-cola uh rice beans you know uh and some carne way man i want a barbecue now chaos we gotta get a, a, a barbecue going and uh every everyone's having a good time you know they got some tv on uh i don't really remember what was big in 2002 but I feel like what I remember, I didn't really grow up with cable um, in Edinburgh. Uh, Edinburgh. Uh, I know some people did have cable, not everyone, but if they were watching regular TV without cable, could have been watching Wheel of Fortune. If they were a sitcom kind of person, maybe they were watching uh, My Wife and Kids, Friends, That 70s Show. Who knows? Maybe they're watching the news. But TV's on, you're eating, you're having a good time with your significant other, your roommate, your friend. And um, you're getting full. Before you know it, it's 9 p.m., maybe 10. Had a couple beers. Fuck, maybe they even smoked some weed. I don't know. And... Um, they uh, decided maybe it'd be a good time to start cleaning up and turning in, and that's what they did. Put the dishes away. Uh, roommate says, you know what, since you guys did most of the cooking, I'll, I'll do some dishes. Michael and Eldelia are grateful and start taking out trash, putting away leftovers. Michael is making sure his grill is going to turn off. You know, that charcoal in there, unless they use gas. And then Adelia's making sure the house is nice and tidy because living in a trailer home, uh, things can get dirty pretty fast. Uh, I grew up in a trailer home, so it is pretty, like, important to try to keep small spaces clean, especially because it makes it feel bigger if it is clean. Well, that's just my experience. And um, they went to bed that night like any other night, expecting to, you know, be ready for Sunday. And Adelia was already thinking, I gotta do laundry, uh, can't forget to uh, pick out my work clothes, I might as well pick out Michael's, because a lot of our, like, significant others, sometimes we'd be lost without them, <laughs> we need that help, you know. And uh, that's what Anadelia was for Michael. And at the same time, Michael was thinking, um, well, you know, I think because Anna is going to be so busy tomorrow with all that stuff, I'm going to help clean around the house. You know, it's a team effort, just like any other couple. You know, unless, you know, 
you're not like that, but to each their own. And um, yeah, they went to bed that night. Michael had an amazing ability to fall asleep and fall asleep within five minutes. People who have that like superpower, like I don't know how you do it, but spill your secrets, please, maybe. <sighs> Needed some coffee there. And um, and Elia was tossing and turning, had a little bit of trouble falling asleep. Clock said 10.37 p.m. She knew if she stayed up any later, she'd wake up late, she'd get a late start on her chores, and she didn't want that. She wanted to start as early because the earlier you start, that leaves more time later in the day to just relax, kick back, and enjoy the rest of the Sunday. So, before she knew it, she drifted off to bed to nice blissful sleep dreaming of I don't know a future with Michael maybe or other things she could have been dreaming of memories from her past who knows then at around 1.57 a.m. Anadalia wakes up not sure what's woken her out of her slumber Kind of groggy, kind of half in there, half out of it. And she gets up, hoping that she doesn't stay tossing and turning the rest of the night. But her bladder's gone pretty dang full since she fell asleep. So she goes to relieve herself. Michael hasn't stirred up at all. And, uh, you know, she doesn't really have to worry about making noise. So, yeah. She gets back in bed puts her hand on Michael's chest and he does that adorable thing you know when your partner pulls you in to give you some more love when you don't get rejected it's a nice feeling right am I right am I right and um, you know she's just thinking I'm gonna go back to bed and I'm gonna do it in my lover's arms suddenly there's a sharp pain in her stomach She has no idea what the hell could be causing that pain. And she kind of slowly rolls away from Michael, puts her hand on her stomach. And she feels this warm wetness. She can't really see because it's dark. She looks down at her hand. She feels the wetness on her hands, kind of sticky. She feels really weak. So weak that she can't even turn on the lamp right at her bedside. And suddenly, there's a small jolt in the bed. And the jolt came from Michael's body. And she kind of turns towards Michael. And puts her hand, her other hand, on his chest. And she feels the same wet, warm, sticky liquid. And she looks towards her doorway and can barely make out the faintest shadow of what looks to be like a figure and as someone holding a gun. She looks over back at Michael who never grabbed his wound, who never turned to look at her 
or react. Didn't wake up as she was trying to shake his shoulders. She knew what that meant. She looked back to the doorway. There was nothing there. And as she laid there, grasping her stomach with one hand, and the other hand, grabbing Michael, she faded away. And down the hallway, their roommate was also critically injured and shot. Why did this crime happen? Who could have wanted to hurt Enedelia and Michael, who some people would write off as not dangerous or harmless because they're just deaf and mute? So strange that on this Sunday morning at 2 a.m., August 25th, 2002, in their trailer house on the 6300th block of Gold Avenue in Edinburgh, Texas, this unknown person or persons, because no one really knows, entered the residence fatally shot Benavides and Buckleu. And this same person also critically injured the roommate, who we don't know whose name they are. They just moved to Edinburgh from Houston. How could they have possibly made enemies? Unless they were running from something in Houston. And don't get me wrong here, folks. I'm not trying to assume or say that this is fact. I'm trying to theorize here because the police still haven't figured out what happened to these three individuals. The police don't know who could have wanted to hurt them, why they were hurt. Was it a robbery gone wrong? Were they targeted? I mean, I live in Edinburgh. I took a drive out to that neighborhood. You look it up on Google Maps. It's not like they're the first house in the block. They're not on the corner. They're not convenient. Whoever did this had to walk in the street, pick their house out of all these surrounding houses, fence to fence neighbors in a trailer house community and went into their house. And in my opinion, I think they were targeted because what, what a coincidence. 2 a.m., you know that these two people are deaf and you only have to worry about the roommate that you may or may not have known was in there. Uh, you don't have to really worry about making noises in the house. And I mean, it was inside the trailer house. So you know that if you're making noise such as opening and closing a door, neighbors are probably just going to think it's one of the other neighbors going inside their house or leaving or doing something. It's Saturday night. Maybe no one was even in yet. You know, people could have been out partying. Who knows? And Adelia and Michael were only 30 years old. So in terms of if they were young, yeah, kind of. Chaos and I are in our late 20s and sometimes we still go out, have a drink or something. So I don't know. The circumstances are just so strange. And it makes me wonder 
Michael so known, but who is Zenadelia Benavides? What happened this night? What was the reason? I don't know what to make of it. It's, it's quite crazy. I don't know. What, what the heck do you think, Chaos? Okay, so, so many things are going on through my mind, but first of all, your poetic way of repeating, like, what you think or what we're theorizing happened was just, like, wow. So darkly soothing in a weird, but, and then got completely creatively, like, detective-y, exactly. So for me, it's just, like, I also think that Anadelia was the one that was a main resident of Edinburgh and I'm just like where is her family why wasn't she given an obituary like buckle Hugh first of all what a hell of a name like I'm also like did they meet in like a school in Houston like did she go over there at some point was she getting treatment like there's so many things that are running across my mind I'm also just thinking in my head like who was she connected to was it him because we found out through like so many like a little bit deeper dive into his life that he at some point went to Florida and studied in Alabama and then randomly you know decided to be in houston and like another thing that's just crazy to me is like it's it's literally just a paragraph on the texas dps website of their case it is just so shady as hell i'm also thinking in my brain like it had to be a neighbor which it makes me think so many things because i'm just thinking in my brain oh my god we literally probably fucking grew up with this person and didn't even know that this perpetrator shot and killed two people and critically injured a third. I'm also like, why didn't they mention the name of the third victim? What happened to that person? Did they go into witness protection? Why is this case still unsolved? Like, we are in two motherfucking thousand two. It's not like we're in the fucking, like, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or 60s, 70s, 80s. Like, we're not in the 1900s, basically. So I'm just like, oh my god. And then to the perpetrator that just did this, like, why did you target of all the people? Like, this is why it had to be someone that knew them or that they were in connection with or, like, when they went to go shopping for what, like, their stuff on Saturday because, man, the freaking, like, when you're down there, like, you're just, I don't know, I mean, I don't know about 2002, second grader, I'm just trying to think, like, my parents, a weekend was every single time you got off work, whatever, and you went to go buy your stuff and did your chores for the weekend like any other city in america and i'm just like there wasn't a lot to do everyone like it's not like the the section of where this neighborhood is is in the dead ass monte country freaking situation like it's not your run-of-the-mill like easy to turn into neighborhood okay you had to kind of know especially back in 2002 know kind of sorta the surrounding area 
and we can like put up a map description or um something up there on on our instagram you have got to check it out and i'm thinking in my head like all of these people made these comments and they included in adelia so they had to have been a long-term couple maybe intensely private or people did not know how to be friends with them or get to be close to them in some way or form maybe it was just expensive for the wording but people had stuff to say about mr huckle huckle gosh i just am completely ruining the name right now buckle hugh i apologize i apologize buckle hugh and if i am chopping this up or if you're ch chopping this up if you, uh, you folks want to basically um, kind of correct us like you go ahead we are not I'm not proclaiming to know Michael Buckle you is a very unique name and I'm not trying to like disrespect him or anything and we're trying to shed light on this case because I'm also just thinking in my head like where were the neighbors where were the neighbors like i know it's 2 a.m on sunday morning and yeah there's probably people going out like it because the only social anything was downtown mccallan going on you know and that was like 30 minutes away from the location that we're talking about that we will put up on the instagram there's so many questions going through my mind i'm also trying to like get y'all as the listeners to understand just because like if they were not the perfect like people and maybe one of them or both were involved in something that maybe they shouldn't have been or maybe that they wanted to put in the past in houston or whatever is going on with them at the time like it does not mean that it justifies them being literally cold-bloodedly like heartbreakingly shot in their freaking beds in the middle of the night at 2 a.m on sunday when they should have just been resting like who knows maybe if they weren't sleeping like we do not get any information and i'm also just thinking like if this was her house like there could be a, a million things i'm just thinking because for some reason sometimes it's a stigma i'm just trying to get in the perpetrator's mind like if this person or persons like heard around town like hey and Nadelia's back um or like saw them shopping or something like oh who's that or she goes to houston and just can just have the money to come back and maybe she was gonna go back and like with this new guy and she just has all this like money well you know i want i have never left my hometown and i want a piece of the action type of stuff like people do the craziest things for the craziest reasons and the logic only makes sense to literally the person that you're right like that that's in that mentality and this can be your friend your associates your family member you just don't know at the end of the day and that's what's crazy but pe the fact that people mentioned her in his obituary 
they had to be a long-term couple they had to be and I'm just thinking like was she just were they just in town to come pick up stuff if this was her old property wanted to just kind of show him around town or vice versa and like just kind of wanted to be like I'm just gonna pack a few things and then we're going straight back to Houston for or whatever like or if they were involved in something like because this just seems targeted calculated and just they I'm just thinking in my brain like if I was the perpetrator like would I know the neighborhood enough to know that nobody would literally like say or do anything if I just showed up straight up and broke into this of all other houses trailer house and shot the like two people the couple and then the one like roommate and then I'm just like why wasn't there more detail given why can't we find anything about it on the news what kind of oppressive crap is this like what in the hell was going on august 25th 2002 that the news wasn't on this talking about this like i would be all over this if i was there and i'm just thinking in my head like like just like it doesn't make any sense it has to be in our opinion that this perpetrator had to know them somehow was connected to one of the three or all three or the couple or maybe just the roommate slash friend that was potentially just helping or was like just happened to be in the same vicinity while maybe like the roommate was having a conversation with the cashier saying like oh yeah we're just in town for the day and we just came from houston and maybe we're thinking about going back like there is just so many things that don't add up and i'm also like why wasn't this more thoroughly investigated like there's so many things and then if y'all know any information what reason why we chose this unsolved mysteries because it's in our hometown it's people that are from our culture it sheds to light like this can literally happen to anyone it's just so out of the what the hell and it's heartbreaking and tragic and i'm just like so stressed out and with anxiety and just like kind of borderline obsessed just thinking in my brain like cannot wrap my head around except that we had to like know this person like this was a small community like there's so many communities within communities and this is one of those types of things there is no difference in edinburgh and at the time like i believe that i i don't know anymore because of the history that we learned that it would have been kind of a smallish big deal not trying to be racist or anything but shed to light like if there's like a white dude just walking around you know town like i don't know people are looking at him like it's like oh my gosh because you get used to seeing like a certain type of person in your town and I don't know just it was like different and new I don't know I mean I cannot wrap my my head around again I say just like what was going on I'm also like where the hell again I'm like I'm just thinking in my head like where is her family like I get it you maybe you couldn't do the obituary but 
why don't we have any information like were they involved in anything and if they were is it tied to whatever was going on behind closed doors like we all know in this day and age how you know harsh reality can be especially border towns and i'm not saying particularly that this was like a horrible place like i'm talking about my backyard like i grew up there and i love where i came from and there's things that i hate where about where i came from just like any other person out there in the whole world but this is just kind of a phenomena for this location for this day and age and other cases that you will come to hear as we delve deep into other cases later on you'll hear how much more coverage this was given in earlier times and we are in 2002 with flip phones and freaking like R&B like blasting on the radio we have walmart's we have technology enough like we're not completely in the dark or out of scope and i just think that this is one of those things where i don't know if there was so much crime involved that the texas dps had their literal hands tied or full with hardly any resources but I just cannot imagine that nobody knows what's going on. And if you do, you can come forward to Crime Stoppers and anonymously submit a tip and let this finally like out. And if you know anything, you can go onto the Texas DPS website and answer Crime Stoppers and anonymously finally put this to bed. But I just like feel for Anadelia Benavides and I feel for Michael Buckle you and I'm just like thinking in my brain that they did not get the coverage or justice and someone is thinking about you and if they were just a simple you know wanted a simple life maybe they just wanted to exist and not stress too much about anything just like you were saying as we theorize what could have been going on on that saturday day because we have grown up here everyone we grew up here and no we're not completely in the know about like everyone's life we're not even going to pretend but this is like an area of expertise that you know we were from here and like the community is kind of like a don't ask don't tell kind of place like that's how i grew up but i'm asking so that i can tell because they deserve so much better no matter their circumstances no matter what they were involved in and if they were involved in anything and they were trying to just like put that life behind them then they were trying to put that life behind them but I just cannot, like, what kind of a person, like, you can suck my freaking nasty-ass hairy tomato. My freaking rancid hairy tomato. To the person who just had nothing else to do except grab a gun. And we do not know at all if there was a robbery and 
put a hit out on these two victims. And I think it's high time to start speaking about like all types of victims because we're all important. Human life is so important. And that is just kind of like our go-to. That's my go-to. I have so many questions. I bet you all have so many questions. You heard Novian's take on it and he wove it very together. Like we often forget besides them being victims, besides the, the day that they died, like at the end of the day these are two people whose entire lives were tied into one small paragraph and only one got remembered and vicariously the second one got remembered because of the nature of the relationship from the first one and that's just heartbreaking and it's just angering and it makes me feel so many things and I just have so many questions and I just think to myself like what is going on I know that it was it's it's almost a feeling of like every man for themselves or every woman for themselves or every person for themselves in the nature of like some kind of like cities or places that you are living with but like this is just insane to me and they deserve their story to be heard just as much as everyone else's story so if anyone has any information out there about this case specifically call crime stoppers or like talk about it or if you have a theory or if you knew these people like let us know it's we aren't here to judge or shame you at all and and Nadella Benavides and Michael Buckle you deserve to be honored and remembered and like that's what that's one of the phenomena of our local city is what happened to Michael Buckleyu and what happened to Enedelia Benavides and what happened to their third roommate or friend or like random bystander maybe that was there critically injured and are you in witness protection like there's so many unanswered questions there's so many there's so much intense momentum that like there's so many dead ends there's so many rabbits and it's just insane because these were just two people who did not wake up that day thinking anything was going to be any different after they made a huge drive and move and like who knew if they were gonna stay there was just probably so many aspirations and things in their brain and just like signing to each other like future plans and all of that was just taken away in one night by a set of people who are still unidentified and probably think that they got away with it and probably did and probably we grew up with this person and it just like breaks my heart and so if you liked this first episode if you have any information, we'll post up the links. And this is one of the local mysteries of our hometown. And this was absolute chaos. If you want to start a discussion board, you can talk to us about it on Facebook. We'd love to hear your theories, comments, 
consider leaving us a review if you have any information just let us know you can email us you can uh facebook us now you can instagram us and we will be putting up photos of michael buckle you and you'll see in the obituary how people like talk about him and how they randomly bring her up which is insane and just the lack of information in this case is just insane also it's just so much going on so thank you so much for listening to our very first unsolved mystery case (laughs) And we just want Anadelia and Michael to know they are remembered at least through strangers from the same town. Who care? If you have comments, questions, concerns, or want to leave a review, go ahead and do that. If you think that maybe if that you can support the podcast, we love our support. Our supporters, we love you either way. We want to keep this podcast going as best as possible. If anyone has any information, or if you're a local business, and you're a person of color, or if you've been oppressed, we haven't been selected by any big-time sponsors or any big corporations, and we're not really interested so much in them as much as they're not interested in us. We want to hear from the local businesses. We want to hear from like our friends, our neighbors, like your local people who just like us have a small business and deserve to get that business out for a small fee. So if you're looking for advertisement at an affordable rate, message us, we're here. If you liked this episode and you want more of this, maybe DM us comment or concern or leave us something we'd love to hear from you thank you so much for joining us novian i know chaos the circumstances in which this happened with the media and the police not really delving that deep into it so strange so weird but i don't know if there was just other cases going on that they deemed a little more important Uh, I'm with you. I don't think human life should just be dismissed. The moment we start doing that, the more, I don't know, senseless things just keep happening in the world. And I don't know who these two people were or even the third victim. All we're doing is theorizing, folks. That's all we can do. But yes, we wanted to bring this attention and awareness to this case because it's being forgotten about. I bet... A lot of people didn't even really like know it existed or that this happened. There's so much more where that came from. And Enedelia Benavides and Michael Jason Buckleu, or however you pronounce his last name, they deserve, they deserve some form of justice or at least to be remembered. So that, I don't know, maybe somehow, some way justice can happen who knows if fuck bringing out this story someone's gonna feel guilty all these years later and want to leak a tip or something and speaking of texas crime stoppers 
is offering a cash reward of up to $3,000 to any person who can provide information that leads to the arrest of the person or persons responsible for this crime. To be eligible for the cash reward, tipsters must call the Crime Stoppers hotline at 1-800-252-8477 or 1-800-252-TIPS. All tips are anonymous. Tipsters will be provided with a tip number instead of using a name. Information on the case can also be submitted by uh, submitting a tip online through the Texas Rangers Cold Case website. You can contact them by telephone at 1-800-346-3243. And your information will be forwarded to the Texas Rangers assigned to this case. If anyone out there has any information to help, to help bring justice to Anadelia and to Michael, that would be fucking great. Thank you, folks, for joining us on episode 25 of Universal Talks with Harmony and Chaos. Yes, let us know what you thought of the episode. Leave a review. Start a discussion with us. Let's talk about this. Let's get people talking about this. Let's get justice for Anadelia and Michael. Or at least, let's not let them be forgotten. Reach out to us on Facebook. Look up our page, Universal Talks with Harmony and Chaos. Send us a message. Comment on any of our posts. We will respond to you. Reach us at our newly made Instagram page, The Utwack Podcast. The Utwack Podcast. Or you can reach out to Chaos and I individually on our Instagrams. You can find chaos at instagram.com slash absolute chaos or me at instagram.com slash novian matter. Let's talk about this, folks. Let's let's get this going. Let's let's put some fire under this ass. If we can, if we can come together, someone out there knows something. And someone out there is the killer. Does this hit close to home? Yeah. I was born and raised basically in Edinburgh. And happened so close to home, you know. Even if it was in 2002 and I was only a second grader. Every human life counts. If you're interested in donating or purchasing an Outwax sticker, Message me at Novian Matter on Instagram or on Facebook. And uh, yeah, let's, let's get things going. Let's, let's get talking, folks. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Universal Talks, Harmony and Chaos. This is Novian Matter, signing out.